So welcome, Casper, to the Full Circle podcast, Finding Your Way Home. I'm delighted you're here and really very much looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Thank you, Gillian. And thank you for having me here. I'm welcome. really excited to be sat opposite you recording this this episode. I'm doing very well. Thank good. you. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. So um, we're talking about thriving for optimal wellness today mm -hmm. and, and obviously our season eight of the full circle podcast is all around looking at different aspects of our well-being um from the physical the mental the spiritual mm -hmm. and the emotional and i think this is going to be a really interesting conversation because i think we're going to ca encapsulate everything and um, but it'd be really lovely if you don't mind sharing a little bit more about yourself and what you do and also um yeah where you are in in your journey at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely, Gillian. So yes, my name is Casper Chittingdon. I'm um, I'm a life coach, I'm a transformational life coach. I work predominantly with uh, very ambitious but stressed out men and mm -hmm. I help them to to thrive in their in their lives. Um, my journey, wow, okay, so <laughs> it's 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 a it's a it's a big question. Where do I start? Um, well I was in my in my twenties, I was in real estate in South America. Um, and over the course of some years, I, I discovered that this wasn't really my my purpose. Mm -hmm. It was somebody else's purpose. I was I was really living by the values of of, of others, and um, I I was I've always been really into into fitness. Um, I've always been a very active individual, and um, it had it had been a bit of a cornerstone for my for my life when I was living in Argentina and something that I was really passionate about and really into and um and as my my father very sadly passed away very suddenly when I was when I was in in South America and it, and it gave me a, a a period of time to really reflect on you know uh, what I wanted to do in my life and um I needed to come back to England and I decided that I wanted to move back and rather than continue my career in real estate, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to give people the gift of of fitness mm -hmm. and um, and health and well-being. It, it, it had been such a, you know, um, a supportive kind of cornerstone in my life and I wanted to help other people uh, achieve the same results. So I moved back to England at age 28 after being in Argentina for seven years and uh, set about a new career in uh, the health and wellness industry. And I started out uh, as a personal trainer and as a, as a group class coach in a, in a strength and conditioning gym or m actually multiple gyms across yeah. London, really just picking up like the sort of the, the, the hours that nobody else really wanted and, and, and actually had to start like at the bottom and, mm -hmm. and at the very beginning. Um, but I had a dream and a vision to, to build my own uh, gym brand mm -hmm. and um, I, I, I set about that and um, I was in that industry for for 10 years um, and I I sold my gym business in 2021 uh, to pursue a career in life coaching it was a very natural mm -hmm. uh, development amazing so what was it about fitness and what has fitness given you because obviously you said it was kind of like a cornerstone of yeah. of the way that you'd been even when you was in Argentina and stuff. So it's yeah. not something that was kind of brand new when you came back to the UK. No. So so what is it about the, the, the fitness side of thing that is, is, has worked for you personally? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think really simply, it just gave me discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I'm a, I'm a generator. So I need to kind of ex expend energy mm -hmm. and uh, having, um, having 
you know, a, a training program and a, and a fitness community to turn up to and, um, uh, and being able to sort of see my fitness progressions mm -hmm. over the course of months and years and really feel really a kind of strong and, and healthy within myself. Um, and, I, and I guess it kind of, it, it, it also, it also built a lot of trust in myself. You know, I was, I was able to kind of, um, you know, get into, I guess, uh, really good, consistent routines and rhythms with my training and, um, yeah, really achieve great results through fitness. And I, and I, and I guess it really, you know, it, it helped with, um, you know, all types of things that once once I started getting my training in 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 order then my nutrition mm -hmm. automatically kind of I was look you know how can I make more adjustments and so I really focused on my nutrition and my sleep and my stress levels and yeah from there it kind of went from a from a being a, a kind of a, a, a quite a lazy uh 24 year old I remember actually very <laughs> clearly I was I was sat on a sofa uh, in my apartment in in Argentina I think I was uh, had a few beer bottles by my side and picking uh, crisp crumbs out of my belly button and thought, you know, something, <laughs> something's going to have to change here. I, I can't, I can't kind of keep this is going forward. So I, so I, um, yeah, so I started, I, I committed to, I committed to fitness and it, and it just changed everything for me. You know, I really like my energy levels felt different. Like I, I, I was sleeping better. I was eating well, like physically I, I look great. And, um, but just mentally, I just, I felt like really resilient. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and it was, it was a huge shift. Yeah. And I can completely relate to that. Having so somebody who needs to do exercise on a, on a regular basis. And that sometimes might be like through yoga or, or something a little bit more gentle, but actually doing something physical every day really is Im important to me. Mm. And I would agree with the whole kind of resilience piece and the mindset. I just think it has a, it gives a different dimension to how we feel about our experiences and how we, we show up in the world, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously you, 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 you then set up your brand. So I'm keen to understand a little bit more around the whole, not to go into too much detail, but, but how did, you know, when you look back on that time, how, how, how did it, how does it feel now? Now that I mean, you've obviously sold it, it's been yeah. successful, but how did it feel to you kind of going through that process? Um, it was, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, it was challenging. It was, it was hard. Um, but I was, but I had, I really had, I really had this vision in my mind of what I wanted to create mm -hmm. and a, and a drive. Uh, I knew, you know, it's, it's weird once, once we signed the lease to, to the property that, um, that we ended up establishing our first, uh, you know, gym location, mm -hmm. um, our, our first, yeah, our first facility you know, I'd, I'd had this vision of what that might look like. And it was weirdly close to, to actually how that mm -hmm. property, you know, the property that we ended up, um, uh, choosing. It was, it was, it was very similar to kind of what I'd had uh, imagined. And, um, you know, it was, it was challenging. It was, it was hard, but it was it, it, very exciting. And there was, it, there was lots of, uh, learning through failure. Um, and, but I was really fortunate enough to have two wonderful business partners who were, ex um professional golf players mm -hmm. and golf coaches turned strength and conditioning coaches so i felt like in really really good hands with these you know, two coaches as mm -hmm. business partners and myself coming from a real estate background and um you know uh, had some business skills yeah. i guess and uh, so you know setting up the facility was was a lot of fun we we pretty much built it ourselves mm -hmm. you know we really like we laid the floor ourselves 
we painted the place we like mm -hmm. built the front desk we had a, a member of ours who was a carpenter um you know he helped us build like the bathrooms and it was very much like we we pretty much built this thing with mm -hmm. our own you know sweat blood and, and tears you mm -hmm. know there were, there were some stressful times <laughs> I'm sure there was. and um it was a real it was it was a real passion project and and what was fantastic is that we we had set up this gym it's very like class based and this amazing community as well which kind of came with that so in this very kind of you know busy phonetic city of, of london you know people are kind of coming and going a lot it's very yeah. transient and we had this you know amazing facility that you know everybody knew each other's names it was like a real mm. it was a we had very much like a club feel um we did a lot of um kind of member events as mm. well uh, especially in the summer a lot of barbecues and and you know bring your friend days yeah. and it was really really fun fun place Amazing. to be in a fun place to work and very proud of, of, of what we created there. Um, but we were we were really kind of swimming against the the tide, you know, yeah. in, in a world of more is better. Yeah. Um, and I can I, I can remember I'm not going to actually name the gym because that just wouldn't be right. But it was a bit a, a big um, London based gym. I think they have like maybe four or five locations across London. They had uh, really pushed a promotion around this class that you had to sign a, a waiver mm -hmm. to attend and they had a defibrillator at the side of the gym you know and when we're looking at individuals who are highly stressed out yep you know corporate lawyers for example whose days are you know very busy very long um and it's a lot of doing and then to to show up at a, at a class mm -hmm. and to be pushed to their physical limit maybe three or four times in a week is, is actually not healthy. Yep. Um, so we were, you know, we we were very keen on giving people the right mm. type of mm -hmm. training yep. to support the lives that they were living. And this was often like not the go hard or go home vibe that most people um, kind of, uh, kind of uh, uh, think that is good for yeah. them. Mm -hmm. um, and actually just really kind of educating people on like what good quality training Mm. looks like and and um what sustainable training should be and how your exercise and your your basically your like your lifestyle guidelines mm. how you know how you can kind of piece things together in order to support the way that you're living absolutely because I, I mean i'm a firm believer that i don't think one fit you know one size fits all mm. um and obviously i've done a lot of um IV, i do a lot of ayurvedic um living kind of uh, work and and part, part one, one of the key you know kind of pillars of of successful living is is physical exercise mm. but it's about knowing what your body is capable of doing mm. it's about not pushing it too much it's yeah. about but also getting that combination between strength obviously between your cardio mm. and then that kind of more gentle stretch yeah. kind of movement and and for me i think every, we, we all work very differently don't we so yeah i can totally yeah. understand some of those thoughts there so so what happened then so obviously you then decided that you wanted to become a life coach yeah so, so how did that transition take place? What, yeah. what happened? Yeah, so it's uh, it's a, it's really interesting how that happened. Well, we were big believers in in you know becoming and always striving to you know to obtain you know mm -hmm. the, the best knowledge available to us. So we looked to a company uh, who are based out in the states called Opex Opex Fitness. Um, it's headed up by a guy called James Fitzgerald, who, who in my opinion, is probably like the you know, the goat, you know, mm -hmm. he's like the best of the best when it comes right. to, you know, 
fitness and training protocols he's like the coach of coaches of coaches you know mm -hmm. he's he's mm -hmm. really right at the top of his game and um he started out with uh, opt optimum performance training mm -hmm. which moved to opex and they very much uh you know have a well they had a coaching program or coaching certificate program the, the the ccp um and one of their modules was life coaching mm. and i remember sitting on this course um probably in 2016 and it was a weekend seminar and just being really blown away by it and it it really hit home um and i i was yeah, just just blown away and really, just really excited about it. It was just something I hadn't considered before, mm -hmm. and I hadn't hadn't really it hadn't been on my radar, and um, and I I started to 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 implement some of my learnings from that seminar with my one on one clients and mm -hmm. had fantastic results. It wasn't so much about like what is the training program and what was yeah. what is the you know what's the nutrition protocol and what are the like lifestyle protocols. It was, you know, how is your life set up um, and what resistance are you, mm. you know, coming across within your life that may be triggering coping mechanisms, yeah. for example, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. then impact your, you know, your physiology and your yeah. and your health. Um, and within our within our gym, we had we had obviously we had a group group coaching uh, classes, mm -hmm. but then we also had a number of, or quite a large number of individuals who are on one-on-one -on -one programs, which mm -hmm. were written by our team of coaches. Uh, I had, uh, as I was, I was, I was doing most of the majority of the operations of the business. I had a small client number at the time, and the conversations that I was having with my clients was like ten percent training, ten percent nutrition, ten percent lifestyle guidelines, and the and the and the, the rest of the conversations were like, you know, how are you feeling in, in your mm -hmm. in your day to day? Mm -hmm. Like what's like what's going on? Like what are your kind of major stresses? How do we how do we alleviate that stress so you can, you know, achieve ease mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and flow within your life? And uh Again, like the results that I had with these clients were were amazing, and they turn up to calls that um that we would have on a on a on a fairly regular basis, and we would yeah spend a, a small portion of our conversation talking about training. It's like yeah, training's good. It's just like be consistent with that. Yeah, like follow the plan. Consistency over time equals results. We know that eating good quality whole foods, getting good sleep, you know, making sure you're well hydrated, that's all good. Right now, let's get onto the like mm -hmm. onto the the real things. You know yeah. the the the, the pieces that are really causing you, you know, a lot of stress in your life. Let's see if we can unpack that and mm -hmm. and, and see if we can alleviate some of those uh, pressures. Yeah. And I guess kind of once I opened up that box, it was kind of hard to unsee. I was like, mm -hmm. All right, okay, well, I'm I'm getting so much from this, and I'm really. I'm I'm really enjoying this process mm -hmm. of working with people at a much much deeper level. And kind of getting to the kind of getting to the root of yeah. like um, where where kind of problems are occurring, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of the time, what I, what I was seeing was that like you know I, I give this example often, um, and and this because it happened on uh, you know numerous occasions. Somebody might come to me and say, "Well, I'm not really I'm not getting the results that that I thought that I might be achieving." You know, mm -hmm. I'm doing everything. I'm like following my training program. I'm being really consistent with my diet. I'm like getting like mm, pretty good quality sleep. I'm like, I'm interested in that mm. Mm, that you had yeah. there. 
when you say mm, pretty good quality sleep what do you what do you mean by that oh well you know yeah i'm just i'm i'm struggling you know to get to sleep i'm like tell me a little bit more about that mm. well there's a lot of stress at work yeah. okay tell me a little bit more about that and we start to go in and there may be some issues at, at work the relationship with the boss or a colleague is causing a lot of upset yeah. there may not be some boundaries that have been laid out there mm -hmm. so what's going to be more effective us talking about a training program or talking about how to set up correct boundaries yeah. because it's the it's the it's the boundaries piece that is causing the stress and the stress drives often mm -hmm. coping mechanisms yeah. this could be drinking overeating could be watching too much TV, picking up your phone every five minutes because you're because the individual is not okay with their baseline state. So they're outsourcing. Mm, and mm. those often those outsourcing pieces can be, you know, unhealthy. So tell me a little bit more then about the baseline versus the outsource. So out so baseline would look like what? Well, this is an, this is a this is a great question because we can often adapt to a stimulus. Right. So I'll give you an example, like myself, when um, it was probably about 18 months after we'd opened our first location and we had the opportunity to open up a second. Um, the first location was in uh, just south of Elephant and Castle, so in south mm -hmm. southeast London. Mm -hmm. The second location was Edmonton, north London, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's a decent hour if the traffic yep. is okay between one location and the other. I was living five minutes away from, from our first facility. Uh, I was living down in Camberwell and we had a small team, but the opportunity was, it was kind of too good to pass. You know, it was a great deal that we had, that we had managed to put together to open up the second facility at Lee Valley Athletic Center. You know, it, it, the, it when you talk about gyms, it's like the dream gym, mm -hmm. you know, an amazing space, you know, excellent equipment next to an indoor track, you know, open the doors outside, you've got 400 square meters of turf and an outdoor track and kind of athletes running around everywhere. And, um, and you know, we, we had this opportunity to open up, uh, yet we were spreading ourselves really thin on the ground mm -hmm, when it comes to mm -hmm. actual like being, you know, managing yes. two facilities mm -hmm. with a small mm -hmm. team. And um, over time, I had, yeah, I knew that it was going to be tough, but over time I had sort of adapted to the to the grind to a point where it kind of became my baseline state. I was like, oh, this is my new kind of normal. Yeah. We'd sort mm -hmm. of slept walked into this yeah. state. Um and there was a there was a point in time where I can recall I was really having difficulty uh speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, actually like being able to articulate myself properly, I would forget words or I'd like stumble or mm -hmm. I'd like wouldn't be able to pronounce things properly. Um, and a couple of people picked this up and sort of said, you know, are you, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm tired. And what I was, I was tired and wired. So yeah. I was mm -hmm. exhausted physically, yeah. but mentally I was like, had, you know, all the, all the loops open, yeah. all the tabs are open, mm -hmm. mind in two different places. It kind of felt like I was putting out fires. Um, and you know, at the same time, I was I was still training like I was an athlete, which would you know that I learned some big lessons with that. And um, so my inner my inner state had I'd adapted to it, right? But it, mm -hmm. which is this kind of we're the uh, kind of human our, our ability to adapt to these states is, yeah. is quite remarkable. Um, so my baseline state at the time felt 
not quite right, but it 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 felt um, because I had adapted to it. It just it 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 was it was uncomfortable. But you were surviving though, right? I was in survival mm-hmm. mode very much, but I'd but I got very used to it. Yeah. So it was very hard to know kind of like where where I was at, and. Um, that was actually the the kind of a real big turning point for me in terms of like how I viewed um, like holistic health. You know, yeah. I just pushed myself and pushed, and I'd I'd been at this belief of like more is better. You know, mm-hmm. hard work pays off, and um, and you know, I just thought I could outwork and outtrain anybody. I was like, I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. I can I can mm-hmm. just I can just take on more. And um, and finally, it sort of snapped. And because yeah. it's interesting though, just hearing that because I think that's common theme that or thing that we can all kind of trap that we can all fall into because I think when we are stretched to our max when we are surviving in that sense where you're just doing 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 all the time Mm. I think we think we can take on more and the mind's got that great skill isn't it to say yeah keep going it's fine keep going and then you realize oh hang on a minute actually yeah I, I, I can't and some and sometimes we can catch it before it's too late and other times we 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 crossover and it's too late yeah and, and I, i'm assuming that leads then to burnout and um, physical as well as emotional fatigue and a range of other different things yeah absolutely julian and i and i just just for your listeners just to make sure the timeline is correct here it's like this happened very early on yeah you know it was that yeah. we opened up mm-hmm. one facility and and it was it was probably 12 months in we opened up our second and this this period of burnout was the was the kind of the catalyst for this holistic approach that then yeah. then I adopted yeah sure um and then started going down the the like the life coaching mm-hmm. path um I very much learned from my own <laughs> from my own experience <laughs> um but yeah so, so can I just check then so a baseline could be I know it's not always necessarily good or bad but a positive baseline would be that you're in check you've got your balance right you're optimizing all the things you need to optimize but then the baseline could be that if you um overdo something or you overstretch yourself then you could just get comfortable in that baseline Mm. but actually you're pretty uncomfortable really deep down in it yeah that's a good way it's a good way to put it i think that growth essentially is about you know if we look at a training program it's Mm -hmm. about exposing ourselves to a a small piece of stress and then resting and adapting But if we're constantly exposing ourselves to stress with no rest, then something breaks. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's, I I guess, like the the best way to put it. So a a training program over time is periodized. So Mm. you're you're constantly pushing the stimulus and getting it and adapting to the stimulus and then and then slowly continuing to push with some built in rest Mm -hmm. periods for adaptation. This is why rest is so important. Um, and it's a great analogy for life. It's like, you know, if we're constantly putting ourselves in stressful situations mm-hmm. without getting periods of rest, something is going to break. Yeah, and absolutely. That, yeah. You know, and that often is the case for, for many. Yeah. So so let's just talk then a little bit around what your what your thoughts are on. Op- I mean, what is optimal wellness? Because I hear it branded around quite a lot and yeah. I appreciate that you are supporting people thriving and, and we hear that, you know, thriving, you're not just surviving, you mm. know. So, so, so what is optimal wellness? What, what, what can you share for our listeners and viewers yeah. around that? Yeah. Well, I, I call it optimal wellbeing. So, yeah. and my, my strap line for that is being well in every area of your life. Mm. So, you know, when I, when I talk about wellness, and when people maybe hear the word wellness and well-being, they might think, oh, okay, well, that's, 
you know, that's making sure that you're exercising regularly and your you know, mm-hmm. your nutrition is on point and you're, you know, you're, you've got a good meditation practice and that's, that's yeah. wellness and well-being, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I take it a little bit of a, a level further and it's when I say being well in every area of your life, we were then looking at, you know, not just our physiology, but mm-hmm. really, you know, what's the, how, what's the, what, what's the state of, of your well-being within your mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. within your relationships? Yeah. Like what's, you know, if you gave yourself a level of, of one to 10 in, in kind of all areas of your life, career, relationships, fulfillment, mm-hmm. health, um, you know, um, emotional, mental, emotional and, and spiritual yeah. health, mm-hmm. like where would that sit? Um, and, you know, we only have a certain amount of kind of life force and energy within us. And, you know, I'm a big believer of, of, of balance across the board. And if we're spending too much energy and too much time in one area, we're definitely going to lack in others. Yeah. And that's where we can feel kind of out of alignment. Mm. Yeah. But how how do we then get that balance right? Because it's quite hard because if you have like, you know, like you said, a segment of that kind of cake that you've just described or a mm. wheel, if that's what you want to call it, mm. you know, um, and if one is more full than the other, then you're absolutely right. The, the balance is so important. So wh- I suppose, why do we get balance so wrong? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I, th- I I really truly think that it, it, it ultimately comes down to choice. Right. Um, and and it's our responsibility to to make the correct choices in order to build out that balance for ourselves. You know, if you understand that, like, okay, I don't have, um, I, I feel the area of fulfillment is lacking. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Well, what needs to give in order to to bring that yeah. from a, a three to a to a seven, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's going to mean you know really having a, a a deep look at what you of your setup and and understanding okay well where can I how can I borrow from one area and and, and bring air bring bring energy into into another yeah in order to create a bit more of a of a balance within mm-hmm. within my life and 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 boundaries more than anything a yeah. lot of people who who suffer with this but I struggle saying no to things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is a really interesting point because I do think, again, most of us don't really like saying no because we don't want to let people down, we don't turn mm. people's feelings. But mm. actually, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that we we have to put ourselves and our needs first in many ways without being, it's not necessarily selfish, but we have to, we have to look after ourselves. Otherwise, we, you know, it's not going to work, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, 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 in essentialism, mm. really, just kind of not taking on taking on the the, nece- the the necessary, and really just just kind of stripping back anything that's just noise. Yeah, and 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 being really rigid, you know, with a bit of flexibility here and there on like where you choose to invest your time and energy. Mm. So obviously, you help people thrive through this mainly mm. men as you described mm. so so what does the journey look like yeah great i love that um well i always start with a a, a process a visioning process mm-hmm. um and this can this can open up quite a lot for people um it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful practice and really orientates around three questions what do you want to create mm-hmm. who do you want to become and how do you want to experience your day to day and uh, the exercise I, I have uh, and I and I give to my clients and I let them kind of 
run wild with this mm -hmm. and you know there's there's prompts in there like you know if, if money was no object or if time was no object or there's or if you could have any action or do any action without you know fear of disappointing somebody what would that be and it gives it just kind of creates space for people to really tune into you know their own truth um and essentially from there we then go through like a, like a life auditing process. Mm -hmm. So what I essentially just, just kind of spoke yeah. to you about, mm -hmm. um, we use a, an exercise called the wheel of life and that yes, very much yes. looks mm -hmm. at like, you know, being well in every area and really identifying like, okay, well, what, what is subpar? Mm -hmm. And actually how do I, how do I turn the dial up on, on these particular areas? Let's say it's like family or let's say it's health. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, I go through, uh, a, a process called commitments to next level living mm -hmm. and Sounds that is interesting yeah mm -hmm. and so that essentially is the vehicle that bridges the gap between yeah. where people are now yeah. and what and, and where they want to go and what mm -hmm. they want to achieve um and you know it those are my kind of main my main pieces or essentially part of the framework that i run people or my my clients through and um it, sometimes it's not linear uh, sometimes we can get into the the vision creation. Maybe the first exercise we do, and it opens up a big can of worms. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've had clients turn up to call three and just being like, "I just I realised why I'm so stressed out." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Why is that?" I just don't like the work that I'm doing, and yeah. I know that I need to make a change. Mm. And that is the cause of my stress. And like yeah. every day I wake up, and it just feels like trying to build a house out of sand. And I think that goes back to what you said before, isn't it, about trying to help people try and find the root? Yeah. Um, because I think we can we can label things and try to diagnose and yeah. analyze things, but actually it's until you really get to the root cause yeah. that you truly understand yeah. how you can help somebody move forward. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, completely, because we can kind of, you can use plasters, oh, well, you know, you're stressed out, we'll just try and, you know, wake up a little earlier mm. and, and sit on the mat and meditate for 10 minutes. It's like, that's going to be great, but if you've got, you know, a major issue within your life or major piece yeah. that is out of alignment is like it meditating is not going to fix that. <laughs> definitely not. It will definitely not fix. Um, it will fix some things, but not if there's a, if not if you're ignoring those key signals and those key 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 signs. I think. Yeah. So from your perspective, then, um, and as you as you work through this. Um, what are the kind of the key challenges or the key issues, the similar things that keep showing up with either, with the clients that you work mm. with. Um, yeah, they're kind of major key themes because I, I get a sense there's some commonality, but we are experiencing it differently, obviously. Mm. But mm. but what, what's your perspective on that? Time. Time. Time's the issue. Time. L yeah. Like no time, lack of no time. time. Lack of time. Right. Lack of time, lack of space. Right. Lack okay. of space really, I, I feel, is, 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 a, is big and it's, and it's actually getting more and more challenging mm. for people. Um, I, I feel if I look, if I, if I tune into all of the people that I've worked with, um, that's the, that's a, a major piece, mm -hmm. um, across the board. Um, and I think there's something, and I am also talking from my own experience of when I felt that I was out of alignment. I had built a business that I was extremely proud of, but knew deep down yeah. that this wasn't going to be my, my path for the remainder of my of my career. I knew that I wanted to make some changes, 
And what what continued to occur was that when I kind of pulled back from the coal face, so to speak, and took myself off to, you know, somewhere quiet mm -hmm. and got a little bit of space to reflect and zoom out, mm -hmm. it rose up immediately. Yeah. It was like this, something has to change. Um, and, but when I returned to my business, it's like, okay, it's all on again. Yeah. And you're answering calls and you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're wearing all the different hats that you have to wear when you're, when you're operating a business. And, you know, those, those, those thoughts and those realizations, they just get mm -hmm. pushed back down again. Yeah. Um, and then it is it, kind of like this, it's like a rumbling static in the background. It's not front and center. Yeah. And so I really feel that it's this lack of space that we give to ourselves to ask yeah. the big questions. Am yeah. I on purpose? Is this is this fulfilling? Yeah. Like, am I in alignment? Mm. Um, and it's too, and it's just too easy. I mean, we are, you know, we live very, very, very busy lives, most of us, and you know, that we're constantly being bombarded with yeah. like sensory uh, stimulus to actually find space to really go deep and like reflect on, you know, where am I? And yeah. like, do is am I am I in true alignment? And yeah. I know that when you come in to true alignment, when everything feels, you know, in in center, you mm. wake up on a Monday morning and it's just. It's good, right? You can spring out of bed instead of like grumble as yeah. you get out of bed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, things just feel great. You just move through, move through mm -hmm. the weeks and everything is just a gift and a joy. Yeah. And it's, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really proud to say that that's how I. You know, that's how I exist now, but it hasn't always been like that. Sure. And I, and I, to answer your question, I kind of answered it in a in a very long, okay. long way. It's good. Um, that you know, it's really it's it's creating space mm -hmm. to answer the big, yeah. big, uh, and sometimes very scary questions. Yeah, I find that sometimes because obviously we're in a similar industry. Um, but I find that sometimes the the spacing is an interesting one because it's as though sometimes we just don't want to give ourselves space because we maybe don't want to see what's underneath the surface or what's lurking in the background there. And so can that mm -hmm. can also be a bit of a defense or kind of a, me a mechanism to, you know, kind of move it away and not really truly look at what's really going on um 100 percent i 100 percent believe that that's it's so true and and it's the distractions mm. from this you know absolutely this, yeah this kind this of thing, whatever's going on yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely what's interesting is that um I think when we talk about optimal wellness, I mean, you, you know, you hear it a lot from a physical side, but actually what I'm hearing so much, so much so is actually that more kind of the mind body connection. Mm. And that feels very much the work that, that you're doing is, mm. is, is working with your client to support that embodied state of awareness yes. equally as much as their emotional state yeah. and their mental state as yeah. well, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so time and space is a big challenge. Any tips on how we might overcome that? Switch your phone off. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just simple things. Um, you know, creating space in your day, I think it's really important. And I, um, uh, we we had the we had a conversation last week prior to prior to yeah. meeting up today in person, and and you know, I shared with you, and I think it you know be useful potentially. Well, no, it is useful, I guess, to share with your listeners, Jillian. It's I, you know, I experienced the biggest shift for me. Um, happened well, about five or six years ago um about this time maybe five or six years ago i remember it was coming into autumn 
or we were, we were in autumn and I wanted to kind of replicate or, or kind of manipulate the sort of circadian rhythm mm. slightly. So I bought a, an illuminating alarm clock. I thought this is going to be a great purchase. First morning woke up with it and was like, this is amazing. It's just so, it's so different than waking up in the dark with your mm. iPhone just sending out just the terror noise first thing in the morning like gosh um and that used to happen i'd pick up my phone and fumble around and be like okay switch the alarm off now i have my phone in my hand yeah Mm -hmm. and it's just this this kind of automatic process happens where i'm i'm heading straight to my emails or straight to my whatsapps Mm -hmm. and i'm automatically put in like go modes immediately and I'm up out of bed. Yep. I'm like, right, right, right. What do I need to do? Breakfast gets like wolf down, coffee down, grab my stuff, exit the house. I'm 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 really in this yeah. like forward motion doing mode. And uh, I got this alarm clock and I thought, well, I don't need my phone in my room anymore. So I'll just switch that off. Um, and I'd wake up and be like, oh, this is nice. This is really nice. I get to kind of create a bit of space in my day and okay, now I'm going to put in some mindfulness practices and even just like sat on the sofa and just mm-hmm. checking in with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, is there tension? Like what's on my mind? Like what's, what's been consistently on my mind? Why is that? Mm. What's behind that? What's like, what's the deeper level of that? What's, you know, giving my space, giving myself space to like explore yeah. um, was huge. Absolutely huge. And then also with that, I could then switch my phone off in the evening early and have, yeah. you know, a good evening routine and a good morning routine and just taking myself out regularly. You know, I was, um, I'd always, I was, I was in London, living in London, but at any opportunity, I was like, I was out into the countryside yeah. and giving myself space. Um, but it is hard to find. Um, and you know, you don't need to take yourself off to an ashram to, to figure no, these I things agree. out, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but just, just creating some space you know, little pockets of time, um, creating boundaries, Mm -hmm. saying no to things, uh, getting comfortable with saying no. And it's actually, it's okay to to do that. It's quite difficult to do, isn't it? it? Most of us don't want to say no. Again, we're fear of letting other people down or whatever it might be. But I do think it is pretty important. It's really important. um, Especially around those boundaries. And and, and because I, you know, I'm a firm believer and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but, you know, Deepak Chopra has this, the, the the kind of the the spiritual laws of success and one yeah. of them is around the 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 law of giving and receiving and i think i think when we don't say no we just we can just end up giving and giving and giving mm. but we're not really topping up our own tank mm. and and not really supporting that that balance that universal balance that is so important about the giving and receiving piece i love that yeah that's i've i've, I've been i've done his uh his 21 day challenge. Mm, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Really good. Mm. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. And just, just, uh, just creating space is, is, yeah. is just number one really. Um, and having a journaling practice, yeah. th- there's a lot that can come up within that. I mean, I've had some uh, amazing insights through, mm. through my journaling practice and, you know, sometimes they're really exciting and, and like, yeah. wow, that's, that's really insightful and interesting. And sometimes they're, you know, quite raw truths that can come through or you can start to notice patterns of things uh that you might mention um within a journaling practice and and then that's a good cue for inquiry you go okay well that's interesting this seems to be coming up quite a lot like why is that like what's under the hood here if i follow this thread like where Mm -hmm. is it going to take me and um yeah so so to your listeners i would just encourage creating space firstly um and 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 writing and um 
and also just just being vulnerable especially this goes for 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 you know for everybody but men in particular yeah. you know having the courage to to actually talk about things that aren't going your way yeah because i feel especially with the type of men that i work with they're sort of high performing yeah. successful ambitious they're driven you know they have this very kind of polished i'm i'm successful kind mm -hmm. of vibe mm -hmm. about them and with that comes a, a kind of a bit of it's a bit hardened to vulnerability and actually when we when we are courageous enough to be vulnerable then we can actually kind of get it off our chest and and speak out our you know our issues our struggles our um yeah our challenges and 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 then start to kind of work through those uh, and 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 having a having a, a mentor a coach a therapist you know somebody to support you with that i think it's it's just fundamental it's so important i mean i, I totally agree with everything you're saying it kind of really chimes and i really believe in all of uh, in kind of that concept as well so it sounds to me there's a number of things that i heard then so so first of all take stock mm. understand what's going on for you right this very minute and to see and to be i suppose clear with what you want to see changed mm. make the time create the space mm. um do it in a way that honors where you want to be and where you want to go mm. and be, and keep being curious i think by the sounds of things so keep asking yourself those questions and mm. um, so so when you do sit and journal you do sit and breathe and the things come up just don't ignore it mm. Talk, you know, talk to yourself about it and get to understand what's going on because it feels that that is the only way to 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 really get to where the true essence of what's going on is about, and that's when you can make that transformation, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think that the danger really there is, or the danger can be, if we if we constantly like distract ourselves mm -hmm. from it, just perpetuates. And yeah. again, we step into this this area of adaptation. Yeah. And um, and it's it's quite easy just to to be there, like. You ask people, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Well, it's just an easy stock go-to answer, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and um but what it backs up is it when you say that, that 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 language in particular just affirms that mm -hmm. that a state that might not be optimal is okay. Yes. Get it. So you're kind of like your your brain is kind of yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Colluding in a way. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So any other tips that you think we can we can share with our listeners just before we start to wrap up our conversation around optimal thriving? Because I think thriving is an interesting word. Thriving is a great word. It's um I guess I guess it's it's don't overlook the small things. Mm. Um there's a there's a guy a guy he's a he's um he's a coach uh, called Sir David Brailsford um and he has a concept called the aggregation of marginal gain, mm. which is something I love. I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in this. And it's um, the kind of concept goes, it's it's the small things done done consistently over time equals results. So, you know, we may overlook like, okay, sleep quality mm -hmm. um, or the amount of liquids that we take on or the amount of steps we take per day um, you know, or it could be putting your phone on aeroplane mode and reading for half an hour per mm -hmm. day. Um, it's just these, these small things that seem, um, you know, kind of nominal, like 
one-offs like here and there but if done consistently over time they they have a huge huge impact so often when we're trying to create big change it's not about like you know leaving your job or moving country it can just be okay well this is the goal that i have and i know that in order to get there um you know some change needs to occur but what can i commit to today that i know that i can that I, tomorrow, yeah. that I can mm-hmm. do tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm not just going to do for three days and then just kind of fall off because it's it's you know bitten off more than I can chew exactly. but it also goes the other way so you've got your aggregation of marginal gain but then you also think well if I'm you know on my phone you know at 10 p.m at night scrolling on the gram you know the aggregation of of that bad habit over time is going to have you know a compounding mm-hmm. effect so it's just knowing that it goes it goes both ways so suppose it's establishing then isn't it that what's what's work from a, i would say a healthy habit mm. perhaps more than a non-healthy habit mm. i don't want to say good or bad because mm. i know some people might decide to look at instagram or something for a, a you know just to, to kind of just give them a moment away from their desk or something like that so but but it feels to me that if you are building those regular habits those ones that you know are actually working for you. Mm. They're giving you something which is making you feel healthier, happier, more content, maybe get some more peace and mm. and, and, and and stillness maybe mm. when we, we, we might need it versus those that might aggravate it even more. Mm. That's Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, I, and I mentioned earlier about the commitments. Yeah. You know, it's the commitments. They are the, 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 the bridge gapper. Mm. I guess that's the way you call it. They bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Yeah. And those commitments don't have to be huge. Small. They can just be small. They're, they're just done over, regularly over time. And, um, and and it's about just enjoying the process, really. I think mm-hmm. that once you kind of know the direction that you want to go in, you know, without without the kind of, without the goals, without that vision, without the North Star, it's like, okay, well, which direction are we going in? When you have that, and then you have commitments that are in, in line with that, mm-hmm. then it's just, you know, just just wake up and be like, well, what am I committing to today? I'm committing to moving regularly. I am committing to journaling. I am committing to creating space for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to, you know, fill in the blank because I know that over time, if I if I'm true to these commitments, it is going to yield really powerful results. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And I think that's a perfect way to conclude our conversation. Thank you so much. It's been really enlightening and really interesting to hear your perspective and how you've journeyed yourself through this, but how now you're offering this to your clients and to really support them through the changes that they need to make as well. What a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jillian. So before we go, though, uh, where can people get hold of you? Yeah, and thank you, Jillian, as well for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. yeah, I can be found on my website, which is www.coachingwithcasper. That's Casper with an A-R dot com. Um, my Instagram handle, which is the same, Coaching mm-hmm. with Casper. Uh, and I have a um, a newsletter that I send out every other week. Well, I, I try to send out every other week. Sometimes I, I miss a week. Um, and that's uh, Coaching with Casper forward slash optimal wellbeing. And that's, that's really just my my kind of musings and my insights on how to how to be well in every area of your life. Amazing. Well, there you go, listeners. You know where to find Casper and all um, his top tips and ideas to sustain and maintain your optimal well-being. So thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Julian. 
Well, I really enjoyed my conversation with Casper. I liked how he incorporated looking at all aspects of our life to try and find optimal well-being through thriving and taking time and stepping back from your day-to-day just to make time to understand what it is that you need to change, what it is that you need to commit to, to create that optimal approach to your well-being. Simple things like maybe switching off your phone, taking some time to journal, taking some time to reflect, you know, and just take that moment, that pause just for yourself throughout your day. Feels like it's a really important part to honoring who you really are. What's interesting is that when we think about optimal wellness, it can immediately go to that we have to be athletic, that we have to be down at the gym, we have to be running, we have to be doing these high octane activities. But actually, through the conversation with Casper, it became really apparent to me that if you don't understand the root cause, the reason why you're doing things, those maybe habits that are not working well for you versus those habits that are working well for you, if you don't get to the root cause, then how can you understand how you need to get from A to B? So I really enjoyed the conversation and Casper and shared some great tips um, of how he works with his clients, but also his own journey as well. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did.